I want to read a couple scriptures um, where, uh, and that have to do with what we freely receive, we freely give. Um, that, that's, a, that's something Jesus told us, but let me just give you the context for it. In, in Luke, um, yeah, Luke chapter 10, um, Jesus, his, he was with his uh, followers. This is when he was still kind of gathering his followers and he was starting to train them. And he says this to them. He says, the harvest is huge and ripe. He's talking about people that are hungry for, for Jesus. The harvest is huge and ripe. But there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. So as you go, that's a clue right there. As you go, he wants us to go. Plead with the owner of the harvest to drive out into his harvest fields many more workers. Now off you go. I could just see him like patting their butts. Okay, off you go. All right. I am sending you out even though you feel as vulnerable as lambs in going into a pack of wolves. But you won't need to take anything with you. Trust in God alone. Trust in the Father. And don't get distracted from my purpose by anyone you might meet along the way. There's a parallel passage. When you say parallel, what that means is because the Gospels, the four stories of Jesus are overlapping, told by different people, so you get just different, you know, nuances, but you also get sometimes different stories. But some of the stories are the same and told by different people. So here's Matthew's version of the same time when Jesus was talking to them in also Matthew chapter 10. And he says, um, he's sending out his apostles and he says, as you go, there it is again, I want you to preach this message. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. Can you just say that? Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. That's what he's saying. He's saying, sending them out, saying, tell people this. In other words, heaven's right here. It's not just this future event, this future time. It's right here. It's right now. It's, it's God in you. He's right here. It's Christ in you. Heaven's kingdom realm is accessible. It's close enough to touch You must continually bring healing to the lepers and to those who are sick and make it your habit to break off the demonic presence from people and raise the dead back to life. Okay, there's your checklist, all right? Freely you have received the power of the kingdom, so freely release it to others. You won't need a lot of money. Travel light. And don't even pack an extra change of clothes in your backpack. Trust God for everything. Because the one who works for him deserves to be provided for. There's actually a lot more I want to share. But I wanted to, um, we're going to call up some people in just a minute who have some amazing stories they're going to share with you. And I wanted to, to just remind all of us here. That we are all, as disciples of Jesus, what does that mean? That means we're followers of Jesus. That means that, that we're, we're saying, Jesus, you're the one that I know I need to be with, the one I, need, I know needs to influence me, uh, your life in my life. And so we start to, uh, as the further along we go with him, the more we do life the way he does life. He just starts to take over. Um, and, 
and influence everything we do. And so when he says, as you go, he's not just talking to a few people. He's talking to all of his followers. And in just a few minutes, you're going to hear from a few people who went to different parts of the world. But I want us to get out of the mindset of thinking that missionaries are for people that go to other countries, you know, and you have to catch a few planes to get there. That's great if God calls you to do that. And he will call some of you to do that. Um, And you should go. That's the whole point of this, too, is being obedient to whatever he says to do. But you're also just as much called to go as you go when you leave this place and when you go back into your home and when you go to work tomorrow morning or if you go to school or you stop at the gas station or Safeway or anywhere else. That's all as you go. That you're Jesus to everyone you meet. And, um, and sometimes it is going to be praying for people and seeing amazing healing. I want to share a really quick testimony. Last week we had a woman here. She was here for the first time. She couldn't be here tonight, but she's, she and her husband weren't feeling well, but they're, they're coming back. And she came up here, and um, she wanted prayer for healing. She had carpal tunnel, and she had two massive braces on her arms. And she had a lot of other things needed healing from as well. But I asked her, I said, so um, what... Uh, what's your pain level? And she goes, it's a 10 in, in both hands. And I had surgery on this one twice, and it's no better. She told me a lot more, but I won't tell her her whole story. But the point is, as we just started to pray, and this was all very new to her. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because you're going to pray for people sometimes, and it's all going to be very new to them. And as long as you don't make it weird or unusual, they won't think it's weird or unusual. <laughs> it's just kind of matter of fact. Oh, yeah, this is just what Jesus does. Oh, really? And so, so we prayed, and, um, and I said, how are you feeling? And she said, well, there's no pain. I said, as in Jesus healed you. And she goes, she goes yeah, this is the coolest thing. I did. Wow, I didn't even know this could happen. I mean, she was just, it wasn't like, what? She was just like, oh, wow, this is really cool. So she took her braces off, and, you know, the, and, and, and the Lord actually healed her of several other things as well. I'm watching this start to happen. I shared a story a few, a few weeks ago, which I won't retell, of a, of a young man that got totally healed right in the middle of when, when I was buying a suit at the men's warehouse a couple of weeks ago. This is to be a way of life. And, and the more, the closer you get to Jesus, the less ashamed or embarrassed or freaked out you're going to be. And the more you just realize, oh, this is just, this is just Jesus. This is just him and me. This is just what he does. Um, and mostly what he does is love people. Mostly what he does is love people. So if you love people wherever you are, that's a good thing. You're making a difference. And as you pray for people or as you get, you know, as the, as the Lord shows you things, maybe that's all new for you. Maybe you've never done that. But you're going to hear stories tonight of different things that people are doing. And something inside of you might start to get stirred up like, wow, could I be doing this? The answer is Yes. Yes, you can. This was written for you. Matthew 10 and Luke 10 that I just read from, it was written for you. Because you're one of those that's his disciples. So as you go, you get to do these things. All right? Um, So as you're hearing these amazing stories, I'm going to introduce them in just a minute. I I want you not to just be thinking, well, that's really cool and good for them halfway around the world. I want you to be thinking, first of all, how amazing and awesome it is that God would send people and they would say yes and they would go. But also, I get to do the same things wherever I am. Okay, It might look different in different cultures, but you get to do it too. So, having, that, having said all that, um, we're, we're going to actually hear from two different couples tonight. 
Um, and the first is um, some a couple that was uh, went to Turkey and uh, missionaries to Turkey, and that's Levi and Bougie. Are you both coming up? Come on up. Good. Thank you for honoring them. They should be honored, as, as should all of the children of God, right? Their honor to, towards each other is so important. So um, these two are, I actually, Bougie, I'm just getting to meet because um, Levi actually m- married her um, over there. And now they're back here for a while. I don't know their whole story, so I'll let them share what they want about personal life kind of stuff, like uh, how long they're going to be here or anything like that. But I do know they, they've been to Turkey um, I remember Todd and Karina and a group even got to visit them while they were there. Um, he got to share a little bit in the past, but I told him tonight he could share more stories, both of them, um, just because I'm excited about, about what they're doing. So we're going to pray for him. Father, thank you for Levi. Thank you for Abuji. Thank you, Father, for these two and the, the tenderness of their heart and for their willingness to say yes to you. And God, we just ask you to bless them. Bless them even as they're sharing right now, just to share freely, to share uh, the things they're excited about. Use their words, God, to pierce our hearts and to excite our hearts for what the kingdom is about. In Jesus' name, amen. Holy Spirit, have your way. (laughs) So you can either swipe this or you can use this. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, it is. I don't even remember what slide, what, what order my slides are in, so... Um, bear with me here. Um, yeah, as I was um, preparing yesterday, really, for what I was planning to share, I was thinking about last time, what did I say? This time, what am I going to say? Last time, I shared a lot of facts about Turkey, and I, and I could go on for days. You know, we can make this a whole historical thing uh, about the history of the nation of Turkey, but um, um I'm not going to bore you guys with that. And I, I really do want to make this more about us as well in our personal journey, um, simply because I know a lot of you by face and by name, but I don't really know who you guys are and really personally. Um, and I know that some of you guys might have talked to my parents, but you really don't know me personally. Um, and definitely that's even more true for my wife because um, we did, like Brent said, we did meet over there and we came back shortly just to get married and then went back, but um, yeah, our lives are there. I mean, we met there, we you know, fell in love there, and our first apartment was there. A lot of our lives are there, so, um, but I really want to share with you guys our hearts in this, and I'm, I'm, I have some slides. I may follow through with them. Um, I'll, I'll, each one of them has a story that I'm going to share, and I'll let you know what we're up to um, now. As we continue, and hopefully, as much as we know about the future, <laughs> um, I'll share with you guys because that's always up in the air with the Lord as well. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and pray one more time over us, um, Father. We just ask that you would, yeah, bless our hearts, Lord. We know that the harvest is ripe. We know that it is your desire that you desire the nations, Lord, that you desire to partner with us as family to pursue the nations, Father God, in whatever capacity that looks like, Lord. Whether it's blessing the soil of this land or of another land from our seats here in this building or whether it means going to another land and, and walking on the ground, Father, we know that your heart is towards the nations. 
and that is your inheritance, Jesus. We just ask that you would open our hearts to this idea that there's more than we see. There's more than we know going on, Lord. We just ask that you would open our hearts once again. Let us dive deeper into that tonight. In your name we pray, amen. Yeah, so... Um, I'm going to actually skip through some of these slides really quickly here. Make sure that's the right one. Yeah, so um, the reason why I chose this as a first slide, I really want to give you guys a picture of what we've been up to in the past two and a half years. Um, my wife's actually been there almost three years, and I've been in Turkey for two and a half years now. Um, and we've been a part of a lot of different ministries back and forth. I mean, probably four or five different teams, all within YWAM. Um, we've been really growing and shrinking and splitting and everything has been um, all over the place. But um, yeah, one of the things that doesn't change um, is this, as you see this picture right here, although not very well, um, you'll see all this string in the top right picture and you'll see us doing worship and you'll see some people on the right there. Um, their sign says those who... Um, require good news, let them come. Um, let those who require good news come. Uh, and then you'll see on the left there, there's some people that have tied pieces of paper to a bush. And these are all part of something that happens every year. It's the largest Muslim outreach uh, in the world that happens on a single day. So we're talking about hundreds of thousands of people uh, coming over the course of, act- it's actually two days, but the main portion of it happens on, uh, I believe it's St. George's Day, on this island that's off the coast of, of Istanbul. Um, and this is something that we do once a year. It happens twice a year, but the biggest one happens once a year. Um, and basically, Turkish people come in, and I'll go back to this slide because I want to show you. Um, this string is, is representative of wishes of people they tie it to a tree at the bottom of the hill, and they walk up to the top of a hill with, uh, to a church um, where then they go inside the church and they pray. Um, and again, these are Muslim people doing this, and they pray inside the church, the Catholic church, and then they go outside and they tie their wishes to this bush that you saw here. Um, but the whole way up the hill, as they're doing something that is spiritually distant from even Islam, it's very it's very folk belief thing. It's not really something that's even related to, practically really not related to Islam at all, but um, we just line up along probably the half a mile hill, um, that whole walk up the hill. We just line up and preach and worship and just really prepare hearts of the people as they go into the church in hopes that they'll encounter the Lord. And we walk up to them and say, hey, if you need prayer, um, come see us. Hey, if, if, if you have a desire that hasn't come true, come, we'll pray for you. And, and we see every year, I'm hundreds, it has to be hundreds of women that we pray, oh, I really want a son. I haven't had a son yet. And next year they come back holding a little baby or, I mean, just incredible work that the Lord has done that is, is menial. Maybe, maybe they never come to Christ, but there's this desire that's on their heart that the Lord just wants to encounter them through that one thing, that desire in their heart. And it's culturally such a big thing. For example, having a son is such a big deal to them. Um, and, and the Lord just wants to fulfill those desires. And we get to be a part of it. And we get to worship and pray with people 
that we may never see again and may never uh, have a chance to hear the gospel other than these one times. We have people coming all the way, even from as far as Saudi Arabia, to come to this um, outreach. They believe that being blessed by a Christian on this day is a good thing. Um, who, who would have thought, you know, such a unique, such a unique thing. They got to receive prayer from a Christian. Um, and of course they think we're all priests, you know, they think, where's your caller? They, they have such a, a shallow mindset, but it doesn't matter. Um, we pray for them and they get blessed. So that's the important part. Um, this is a huge highlight for us. We're, we're talking thousands of people coming to Christ, probably from this event alone. Um, yeah, and then let me skip around a little bit more as well. Um, yeah, I know, this is, yeah. I, I, switching gears, um, you can ignore the, the, the, I really want to focus on the bottom right picture here for a second. <laughs> the other, I'll get to the other two. Oh, trust me, I, I can't skip those. Um, but the bottom right is, is just a view from our house of prayer also, um, as probably all of you know. Um, Last time I shared a little bit. I wish I wish I should have made that bigger, but um, it's a view. It's basically it's fifth story of this building that's just nestled in between some restaurants and a bar. Uh, Todd and Karina, you guys went, yeah. Um, and we just get to look over the city and pray on a daily basis for the nation of Turkey. And um, we pray for the Middle East once a week, um, at least once a week. Normally we prayed for. Syria one day, we prayed for Turkey one day, um, we had different topics every day, but it's all focused around the Middle East mostly. Um, and you can see in the distance, that's the Hagia Sophia, Hagia Sophia, depending on how you pronounce it. Um, the Blue Mosque is over there, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it. Famous landmarks, uh, the Hagia Sophia is one of the oldest churches in the world. It was the largest church for almost a thousand years. Um, it's now, unfortunately, a mosque. Um, but... Um, and a historical museum as well. Um, yeah, that was another large part of our our daily lives. And then this is another large part of our daily lives. This is our teams. Um, unfortunately, the bottom one's a little bit dark, but uh, that was a New Year's party. This is a large part of our community. This is our family. These are our friends um, that are our foundation. Um, I love what Brent was saying about us being a family today, it's really important to us as YWAM Turkey, but also as believers in the nation of Turkey um, to remain family. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of David Damien. Um, he's, he was a, uh, he's from the Church of China, um, but he was kicked out of China, and he's really looked up, in the underground, looked up to in the underground church of China. Still to this day, he's a major mentor of a lot of the leaders of the underground church in China. Um, but also, one of, the, one of his big things that he t- he's really pushing for in this day and age is the raising up of, of fathers and mothers in the church and what that truly looks like um, and the disjointedness that really the church is in right now, unfortunately, amongst congregations, amongst denominations, um, and the importance of what the Lord's doing, not just us, not just through us as individuals, but us as a corporate body. Um, and not to make that sound, even me using the word corporate body sounds too disjointed because we are supposed to be a family. There is a mentor relationship um, that is supposed to happen between those who are younger and older. We see it in Paul and Timothy. Um, 
the Lord has that, the desire to move through those relationships in the church. Um, but these, those are, these are those people to us, you know, these are our friends, our family, the people that we were with when we fell in love and when we met, um, one of the first times we ever spent time together actually was in that house on the, in the picture below. Um, but yeah, just to give you a look, Bougie's in the bottom right hand corner. Um, I guess I'll tell you the top picture. It's Cassie on the right, Jessica, Jenna, Abigail, Stephen, and um, Andrew. Uh, I, not that you guys have to remember those names, but just to give you names, names for the faces, if you ever want to pray for them, they're all still in ministry uh, in some shape or form. Uh, some of us have been, we're only in Turkey for a year, others of us, um, one of them, yeah, five years, one of them has been in Turkey for five years now, grew up in the, uh, Central Asia. Um, yeah, so I've digressed a little bit. Um, but I want to share with you guys some testimonies as well. Um, this is some of what Bougie's been up to, my wife has been up to. I've shared a little bit about what we both have been up to. Um, I want to share with you guys some of my testimonies, but I have some pictures here with um, some, of, some testimonies of what the Lord has been doing through her. Um, so I'll let her share a little bit about what each picture is about and yeah. a little bit of story behind them. Okay, so on the bottom... Right, that was my language class, and I was in that class, and all of us were there from about October to June, and so we saw each other like four, three, four times a week, for like 12 hours a week, and so we got to spend every day together, and the lady in the red coat was my teacher, Jerin, and then I'm on the far right, and then next to me actually is another German missionary with YWAM. And she was a huge blessing in the class when we would talk about different cultures and um, especially with gender roles and stuff like that and lots of debates that would go on in my class. She was actually a huge blessing and she was very mature and very wise and had lots of language to speak about the love of Christ in that class. And we became like a tight-knit little family and we actually, we still talk every once in a while. But then... In the top right picture, um, one thing I learned about Korean or sorry Turkish girls is that they love Korean culture, and there's a lot of Korean missionaries in Turkey as well. And so um, I was talking with some of my friends, and they love Korean food, and they just want to know everything about Korea. And a lot of them actually are learning to speak Korean. And so one of my Korean friends, we decided to have a like, Korean food like baking day, cooking day. And so I invited some of my teammates and their Turkish friends and my Turkish friends, and we all came to my house, and we just spent, like, the morning and afternoon um, making Korean food together. And it was so much fun, and it was this classic, like, girls all talking and eating and sitting on the floor, and it was great. And that, But then afterwards, at one of our teammates' house, there was a worship night, and so we invited the girls, um, if they would like to come, that they were more than welcome to come to, uh, to our team meeting and just worship with us. And so one of the girls decided to come. And while she was there, we were kind of unsure, like she didn't speak too much English, but we were unsure of how she was receiving everything that was happening and during in the living room. And 
afterwards, she told um, my teammate just how she felt like so at peace and how she loved how we came together to worship. And they had this really long conversation that went really late into the night about like the love of God and like God's justice. And they taught, she talked about how she just was unsatisfied and my friend was able to just pour into her um, through that night. I'm just like, yes, like we are satisfied when we worship Jesus and in his presence, we, we are filled and we aren't empty and we aren't longing. And so that was really cool from that afternoon. And then on the left is my friend Zehra. And we actually met on a language exchange website. And so we would meet once a week and we'd spend an hour in Turk speaking Turkish, an hour speaking English. And um, she's been married for two years. And so we both just like exploded like, oh, newly married, like so excited. Tell me everything. And so we just like connected right away. And I was pretty surprised at how just open she was. And as our conversations went on, we started talking about a lot more like heart issues and we were able to really like connect and like baby steps of discipleship with her, especially with just talking about like the love of God and how when we love God, like we're able to love our spouses better and we're able to love each other better. And I was worried with leaving her behind. I felt like I was leaving her behind. I was like, I don't want to leave her. Like we just like, I felt like we just hit breakthrough in conversation and she was really grasping what I believed and was grasping like the truth. Like if God believes this and if God is like this and says this and this is why you do this. And she was starting to really connect the dots and I was worried. I didn't want to just walk away from her life. And so I was just praying and then... Right before I left, I was talking with a different teammate, and she was telling me all about how she met this really awesome Turkish girl on this language exchange website. And I was like, oh, that's great. I've met lots of people on that website, lots of like great friends I've met. And then she started like going on describing her, and I was like, no way. And so I pulled up like this picture, and I was like, is this her? Like, is this her? And she was like, yeah, like I found her on the website, and now we meet every week. And they're great friends, so she has somebody to disciple her while I'm gone. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Yeah, I think I shared last time about this family that I've spent a lot of time with, um, but I'll reshare some of it. I don't have a picture of them, but um, there is one family that, that... especially me, but Bougie has also spent a lot of time with. Um, I've been working at their coffee shop that they owned, um, which is now unfortunately closed. But um, I spent a lot of time with this Turkish family, had a lot of time to to share uh, the word of the Lord, and they basically became like my family, um, especially before we were dating or really hanging out. Um, I spent every day there, basically. Um, The reason why I'm sharing that is just because I want to say that we've, we've made relationships, a lot of deep, deep connections with people that go beyond, um, I don't know how to say this without sounding blasphemous, but go beyond just sharing the gospel with people, which is ultimately, um, yeah, uh, 
yeah, which is which is re- real. I mean, it goes beyond just sharing the gospel with people. You know, you, you you go somewhere and you expect to share the gospel with someone, and you come out three hours later realizing you haven't really said Jesus, the name of Jesus, even <laughs> sometimes. Um, but you do have to break past those walls sometimes, and and the love of the, the Lord shines through that. Um, not to say that I never shared the Lord. I shared the Lord with him all the time. But um, yeah. All that to say, this this process of us moving back has been not easy, and we have all these great testimonies over there, and we just have to trust that the Lord continues to move those on, um, and we do as much as we can from here. Um, so part of the reason why this transition has happened is not just because, oh, it wasn't working out there, so we have to come back. Um, it's not like we failed. We don't feel like, you know, oh, it's ministry's not, not turning out the way we thought it would be. It's time to come back, settle down. Um, that's not our desire at all. We still have huge heart for Turkey. I mean, it, like, like I said multiple times now, that's the place where we met. That's where we fell in love. That was our first home together. Um, my heart is still there and will probably always be there. Um, we are here because we feel that although part of the reason is our visas didn't work out. I was trying to go to school. Bushi was trying to go to school over there. Um, I wasn't accepted to the school I wanted to go to, and that was really the last effort I I could have made. Um, The applications for the school were really, really late on. It was just like a month before school started. That was when you applied. and I didn't make it in, so there's no other school to apply to. Um, and then for Bushi, just that's a whole nother. I could go on for an hour about the story of why that didn't work out for her. Uh, nothing on our part. We, we did everything we could, but um, we decided that we needed to pray about what the next step was. And when we got married and we decided to move back to Turkey, it wasn't on our plate at all to come live here. I mean, that was like the last thing on our agenda the last thing we wanted, really, we didn't want to be here. Uh, we actually talked about it for about five minutes when, when we first got married. We said, hey, what if we stayed here? And we were like, nope, that's not happening. We got to go back. Um, and we went back to Turkey. And we began to live our lives. We lived there for a little over a year. Uh, actually, almost exactly a year. Um, and as things stopped Working out, doors began to close. We kind of began to talk about it again. Say, okay, Lord, what are, what are you doing? Is it time to go? And of course, that was our la- still our last thought was, no, we got to figure something out. I got to scrounge something up so I can keep a visa, you know, so I can stay here. Um, we basically both went up for renewal at the same time. Visas are something that's not the easiest thing to get in Turkey. Um, you got to have either a lot of money or a really good reason to be there. And um, we didn't have either of those, and fundraising wasn't really what we were looking to do um, because we were trying to go to school. We would want to go to school for ourselves, but we also want to go to school because we are praying that if one day the Lord says, go to Saudi Arabia or go to Jordan or go to um, Mozambique or go to somewhere that's we'll call creative access, that's not as easy to necessarily go to. Uh, or stay long-term. We want to have something that we can hold on to and say, this is the reason I'm here. I'm here um, because I have a degree in agriculture. And 
and, and that's utility. Um, but also we realize that one of the things that is a fault in the mission world, um, in my opinion, um, is that we tend to go with this mindset, oh, I've, I'm going to save everyone, um, which is great. We want to see everyone saved, but ultimately, if we're supported by people here, what example does that set for them when they become saved? Are they going to expect to have their support because now they're a Christian to be raised by Americans? Or are they expected to jump everything, to leave everything, to jump out of their lives entirely and go to a different country? And I don't believe that that's the heart of the Lord at all, to cause every single person to uproot their lives um, because that ultimately stops salvation, that stops the movement of the Holy Spirit. Um, because people stop congregating with their families. People stop congregating with their friends. And how are they supposed to see the example of the Lord if everyone leaves them? Um, the example we want to give them is something that's realistic and what the Holy Spirit is doing, not only in um, Turkey, but I feel, and I've heard in other countries, um, as things begin to tighten down politically, it's, it's actually a movement of the Lord to push people towards a more realistic view of what the Holy Spirit's doing in our lives. Um, we know that Paul, even for a season, spent, um, spent it as a, as a tent maker, building tents, um, not just as a break from ministry per se, but that ministry doesn't stop when he's making tents. It's just a different facet of that ministry. And so, so what Brent was saying about us having the mission field here and mentioning the Great Commission and saying that's for us too is so realistic and on point to what I feel is happening in Turkey and in the rest of the world right now. Um, that pressure to, to have an occupation, although sometimes can be distracting, can also be used as a tool to see people come to the Lord because they need to see that I can be a Christian in the workplace, even in the nation of Turkey, where none of my co-workers believe in God. Or if they believe in God, they believe in the God of judgment and wrath, and not one that has a personal relationship with you. And so this move here to come to school, we're ultimately here, I mean, we're studying right now, we're uh, planning on starting at Las Positas in January, um, we're also working, um, is to a further goal right now. We are dreaming together with the Lord to go back into Turkey with a degree. It's a reason to be there on, on a piece of paper, which is great for visas, but it's also a reason to be there because it's a good example to Turks of how they can live their lives as, as Christians. Because a home church can still happen as you're going to work. Your coworkers are just the ones that show up to the home church. It's not someone that you met on the street, maybe, because maybe you don't have as much time to go out on the street. You make time when you can, but if you can't, it's your coworkers. Those are the people that you spend the most time with anyways, right? Those are your brothers and sisters. So that's our desire. That's what's on our heart. That's where we're moving towards and we're dreaming with the Lord. And we know that's all three, four years out. We don't know what the Lord's going to do, but that's what we're dreaming towards. And um, that's our heart for this time, this, this season. We might be here more than three years. We might not. But we know that the Lord is going to send us back, and we know what the Lord is doing in the nation of Turkey, which even greater, in a greater way, we can pray for that nation. And we want to invite you guys to pray as well uh, for the nation of Turkey. But more than that, just we hope that you realize that 
this thing that the Lord is doing in, in setting an example, we want to be examples to the Turks, is that we can also be examples and lights in, in our nation, in, the, in, in America, or anywhere in the world. You don't have to work here as an electrician. You can work in another country as an electrician, too, if the Lord calls you to, but you have to be open to, to it. Um, even if it's not on your radar and you don't want to necessarily leave, I don't, I, we didn't, just like we didn't want to leave either. Um, but the Lord slowly brought us to that as being a closed doors. Yeah, I mentioned Damon, David Damien earlier, um, and I want to bring him back up again um, in what he was saying about being family because I think that ties into this, um, in that when you begin to shift your life away from just being someone who... Um, works and consumed, you know, just goes back from work and then goes home and, you know, goes on TV or whatever, which I hope none of you are the people that just do that. I hope that you have spiritual lives in that as well. Um, I hope that they're full of joy and the Holy Spirit. Um, part of what that looks like is to hold foundations within other people as well. We're, we're standing with other people and doing that. Um, it's really important that we are walking with people because it can be so much more lonely being in a workplace and being the light in that workplace. We need to hold on to people that are also, you know, we all, they all, that also have that dream and that vision. And that's something that a lot of our team is moving towards too. They're all moving that direction. We really feel that this is from the Holy Spirit. Everyone in the nation of Turkey, actually all of our YWAM workers are moving towards that, um, that model of smaller home groups instead of church planting, which is crazy, crazy to think about um, historically. Um, yeah, it's important that we're brothers and sisters in this, and we do invite you guys to continue to support us through prayer. Um, we're actually stopping the whole financial thing. Um, for now, support is going to be on hold for the next couple years um, as we'll be working, but we really, really uh, want to see a growth in the partnership in prayer for the nation of Turkey and for this for this nation as well, um, as well as the relationship between us in, in a mentoring role um, and within the church, not just with us specifically. If you see someone that's younger that you feel like you can reach out to, to I encourage you guys to do that um, because you guys can learn from each other. Not just it's not just one way. Um, yeah, that's a lot. Um, I could go in so many different directions with that. Um, but I, let me just pray for you guys. I've been up here for quite a while now. Um, okay, I'll pray a little bit after. I'll, I'll start in English. Uh, I'll close in Turkish. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lord, we just, yeah, we thank you that, that your spirit is continuously moving. Lord, that you don't stop moving in some place and, and start moving in another, that you're moving everywhere at all times, Lord, that, that you're unifying us, Lord, that as we see movements here in the States that they're happening in Turkey, and as we see movements in Turkey, they're happening in Egypt, Lord, we, we see the unification of, of your body, Lord, we see that you truly are the head in this way that we could never orchestrate as human beings, Lord, we know that your Holy Spirit moves across this world. Yeah, it moves us towards unity. Lord, we just ask that you would open our hearts today. We ask that you would bless our hearts. 
with the ability to open up and see what your spirit is doing in this earth, Father God, that we would not have blinders towards anything that your spirit is doing, Father God, that if it's a 180-degree turn, that it's, if it's moving the opposite direction of what we think we're doing, Lord, I just ask that you would bless our hearts, give us grace to see those things. Give us grace to see those things and to walk, even if it's just a little step towards, towards a new thing, Lord, we just ask that you would give us grace to make that step, Father. Why don't we just all just uh, open up our hands just like we're receiving the gift from the Lord, because I feel like he really wants to pour this out. Um, just the, the grace to, to see what the Lord's doing in the Spirit in this time. There's a season coming right now, and a lot of people are rising up in, in the prophetic in this land and in, across the nations um, to see what the Lord's doing because it's going to require wisdom on our parts to see what the Spirit's doing, to really know when the Spirit's turning because it's going to be crazy and wild in this next seasons. As it gets harder in the physical, it's going to get more wild in the spiritual, but, but he's going to give us grace to do that if we open up our hearts, but we have to be prepared. We have to be oil in our lamps. Lord, we just ask. Lord, we desire that we would, you would fill up, fill us up, Lord, with the fullness of your spirit once again, Lord. Lord, as you say in, in your word that, that you are the fullness of he who fills all in all, Lord, we ask that the, for the fullness of he who fills all in all, Lord. We thank you that it fills your body, Lord. We just ask that you would fill us up today, Lord. We just ask for open spiritual eyes, open, open spiritual eyes, Father God, that, that a wisdom that goes beyond the understanding of man, Lord, that we could see the times and the seasons, Lord, that we would be able to see it, and that we would pursue it wholeheartedly, Lord. We ask for wisdom, for knowing what the more is, Lord. Whether that means walking out of our workplace an hour early to catch someone that's walking down the street, or whether that means going halfway across the world just to encounter the one, Lord. We ask that we would be attentive to your spirit, Lord. Give us grace to step into the fullness of what that means, Jesus. Give us grace to step into that, Lord. Mm. Senin yataklarının hepsini biz göstermek istiyoruz ya Rab. Biz görmek istiyoruz bunu ya Rab. Tümüyle, tümün gücünle gel ya Rab. Tümün gücünle gel ya Rab. Buru yürüş, seninle yürümek istiyoruz ya Rab. Senin gölgeminde. Senin egemenliğin gelsin ya Rab. Gökte olduğu gibi yeryüzünde de de olsun ya Rab. Bizim de çalış ya Rab. İsa'nın adıyla. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.
so good. Oh, my goodness. So we're just, yeah, while they're still up here, we're just going to bless them. Um, let, let's extend a hand. We're going to, Father, uh, we thank you that, that Levi and Bougie are in your hands. And that's a, such a good thing. <laughs> Father, thank you for the richness of what their spirit is filled with, that has been released. Whoa. Father, thank you that you've taken the yes in their hearts and you said this yes, I will change the world with. Father, we thank you for directing their path. We thank you, God, for the places you're going to take them. Thank you, Father, for the, for the maturing that's been going on in their hearts, that they're just learning to love well. And in the midst of that, God, you're, you're opening doors for them to, to share about Jesus. And Father, we, we pray, we thank you that you love the nation of Turkey. <laughs> you love that nation. You made that nation. And you have divine purposes. You have uh, beautiful plans for that nation. And God, we thank you that you love every single Turkish child. Every single child of yours. Every man and woman there that is yours, that belongs to you. And we're saying, God, release your spirit over your children in Turkey. Let them feel you. Let them know you. God, their hungry hearts, let them find you. Jesus, let them find you. We thank you at the right time, God. You're going to send Levi and Bougie again, whether it's to Turkey or any other nation you desire to, because you already know that you have their hearts. Thank you, Father. We bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. That was so good. Thank you, dude. So good. Ah, man. Isn't that, ah, I'm feeling so much. Did you feel also the, um, as I was speaking in, uh, praying in Turkish? Man, God. And also you can tell when you, you're around people that are around Jesus. You can just tell because it just flows out of them. Um, mm. So... One thing, um, Bougie, that you mentioned that I picked up on was when you, when you talked about the language, uh, you know, what is it, exchange, language exchange. And because and sometimes, um, we, I, as you well know, we have all the nations right here in the barrier. You don't have to go halfway around the world. They're all here. And so something like that is just brilliant. Um, I know for a while Bill Boehner was doing tutoring. And a lot of the tutoring, and, and, and like you can do it, like there's places at the library where you can do tutoring and stuff. And you might be thinking, well, how am I going to reach the nations? Well, many of the children that are from other nations are the ones that aren't doing as well in school. And, um, but if you could just go and, <laughs> just one second, one second, just go and love these people and offer what you have. And you aren't going there to lead them to Jesus. You're going to offer them and help them and then just see where God takes it. I have one short testimony on this because I totally forgot to share it. Um, as confirmation, I was asking the Lord as soon as I got back, just, Lord, give us some Turkish people. We need something. Uh, I want to I meet some Turkish people. Um, I was waiting at Pete's, Pete's Coffee down the street from uh, my wife's work, waiting for her because I was picking her up after work. And I, I've been going, I was going there for every day that week, but um, I sat down, did some homework, and when I walked out, I see these two people sitting uh, outside of Pete's, and they're speaking in Turkish. Wow. And 
So I, I walk up to them in, in Turkish. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Lord. Uh, I walk up to them and I say, you guys are speaking Turkish. And they're just so confused. Like, yeah, you said that in Turkish. Of course, we're speaking Turkish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was this grandma that, that's been coming back and forth from Turkey for years. Um, and her grandson, who is just now learning Turkish. He's, he's my age. Um, and so I speak more Turkish than, than her grandson, which was hilarious. Um, but she was, she was so excited to meet me. She was all on the verge of tears. Just she, She's told me, she's like, man, it's amazing what the Lord does in tying hearts together is the way she put it. Um, she's, uh, uh, yeah, very spiritual, but not a Christian at all. Um, well, I don't even think she's a Muslim. But, yeah, the Lord is just drawing us to these people, and, and it's coming, drawing closer to us. This area is so rich with that, so... Yeah, there's definitely the Lord on there. I was a, I was a baseball coach for uh, both of my sons at different years. And one year, um, so one year I was the head coach, and they were probably about eight or nine at the, ten, at the time, or at this one, Aaron, or one son. Anyway, I didn't coach, I didn't become a coach so that I could lead kids to Jesus. I became a coach because I wanted... I wanted to be one of those cool coaches that loved kids and they had a good experience, you know. But I got, there was one little boy that just really, we got really close. And, and somehow, somewhere along the way, they found out that I was a believer. And I actually got to lead him to Jesus. And I remember one time, it was so precious, he, he got a hit because he had been having a hard time hitting. And got a hit and he comes to first base and I happened to be the first base coach right, right then. And he goes, he turns to me and he goes, I prayed to Jesus right before I got that hit. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Good job. But I'm just giving you different examples of saying there's different ways to get involved. And you're doing it to love people. You're doing it to make life better for them. And along the way, God's going to open some doors. You get to share your story with them. So we have another couple. And um, I'm really excited about, about them sharing. This is Henry and Teresa Ma. Come on up. <laughs> So, um, such precious people. Most of you know them, but if you don't, they've, they've been with Blazing Fire a long time. But, well, actually, Henry for a real long time. And then, and then he, he married beautiful Teresa. And, uh, and uh, the two of them have such a heart for, for Taiwan, where they were, for the Chinese people, for the Taiwanese. And just like, just like these two with the nation of Turkey, they, they want to see Taiwan saved. Like, it's their passion, one of their passions. Their passions for Jesus. Anyway, I'm going to let them share, but I just wanted to um, just to tell you guys how much I, I love you and how. And I've told you this, but how proud I am that you've taken um, the Father's love, you've you've absorbed it for yourself, you've taken it for yourself, and now you just got this passion to give it away. You're doing so good. So we get to hear some of their stories. Who wants to share first? I really don't know how much I have of the father as a father until I go out there. So I just encourage you, as many of us has been staying in home and growing as a father, as a mother, and we don't know really who we are until when we go out there. And, and the way we go out there in the process... We don't know who we are until we miss someone, and they're looking up to us. 
they are honoring us. They are they know something that we don't even know, and, and that's where we, in the process, we touch God's heart. We have we have God's heart in us, and, and we see their hearts, the longing heart, and and we speak about how God loves him, and how he how God see him see them, and. The connection is deep and very prompting, and very quickly. And, and you know the difference between as a, we affirm each other with uh, with the uh, being touched by Father's heart, they get wept right away. You know, so the uh, so the whole trip before we go, Teresa, I feel like this is a wow trip. Wow, you know. It's a wild trip. So and he feels the, the father's heart will not be satis- satisfied until he bring each one of his children home yeah. to a place that the ch- their child, that they will know they are already saved, they are belong, and they are loved. So this is uh, the trip that we feel we honor by... The way Blazing Fire cultivate us, and we're really so grateful for Pastor Brandon intentionally cultivate this, and Susan and Ross, and and many and Tyron, yes, <laughs> Tyron Karina, yes, and a lot of elders here. They are really amazing, and uh, even the church I went from before I did, before this, they want me to go back. I said no. This is my home. <laughs> so so um, uh, we want to share some of the trip. Uh, we go to uh, Taiwan one week before, the, um, before Paul went there. So this is a trip we invite Paul. We have Paul, Paul, Paul Young. Yeah, Paul Young, he wrote a shack. And um, we got connected from here. I think we shared a little bit last time how we got connected. Um, so, um, Teresa has uh, friends, home groups, before I met with her. So, before Paul arrived this time, we have one week uh, in her town. To, so, her friends invite a lot of people so we can meet them. And we are very honored that we can bless them. The way how the fathers see them, they never see that before. And even a lot of Christians in the church, they never feel that way. So, so this is a trip we feel like um, we are blessing. Blessing as the, uh, the elder son of the prodigal, you know, the prodigal son in the Bible. And they've been, and Teresa has a, a, a one day quiet out. Uh, if he, he hears the, Heart, she feel the hear the heart of men's churches cry out like a elder sons that they don't know where they are, where they're gonna go. They are powerless. They have been trying to please God for a long time, and they are in a way they are frustrated and, and even mad because they they feel God's putting them through to this point. So we, we, we have to, we end up, along with the uh, 
Paul's message, we are overwhelmed by the way he shared about gospel. It's very different than the way I know about the gospel. And knowing that the Father has been always with us, always, always want us to feel like home and have a sense of belonging as what he has, has gone through, sent Jesus here to let us know that we are already in one with, with the Father in a very deep way. So, um, and also the whole trip is like um, um, Samaritan women's. Uh, you know, that Jesus met a Samaritan woman. And, and as I was sharing that to some women's ladies in her home group before the boss came, um, many of them got touched in a way that, that I, I call this, uh, I call the out trip is also longing to belonging. It's a trip that exactly like Samaritan women's get a piece of what Jesus' love and they he she immediately sense that belonging is and then he can tell everybody put on all his stuff her stuff and tell everybody how good Jesus is. So that's the trip. So um, in the beginning we this is a go back time a little bit. So at the airport, we share, I'm sure that uh, we want to be intimate with the Lord. So this is the first wow. So, and uh, we, we at the airport, we uh, want to honor Him throughout the trip. So we begin, we didn't have time to pack a lot of things. So we end up rushing to the airport. So we decided to make, take communion in the airport. But we totally forgot there's a security guard. <laughs> so, so what happens, uh, we, we put the juice and bread in the backpack. And we pass through the security guard. And the security guard caught us. And then, uh, and then he, and then so he take, asked us to take out the stuff, right? And then, she, and then the security guard take out a bottle of water. And then and passes passes along, so by the time we were ready to take communion, we're surprised that juice is still there, <laughs> at the same bag right next to the bottle. So he did, he didn't took it. So we we know that's God things to want us to honor Him. So it's all it's a trip. Is how God want us to to sense, want us to let us know that He long for us. He wants us to know that He wants to make that communion in a deep way, even throughout the trip. So that's a whole thing. So, so um, how does it go? Okay. This is the first one? Okay. So when Paul came, um, we... We go. We are invited. Uh, we thanks to Sarah, Sarah Yang. He has a connection with uh, a lot of big churches in Taiwan. So, 
this particular church, you, you can see Paul on the lower right corner. That's a pastor and wife. That pastor, that church is a big church, but only started two years. Three years, three years. In the beginning of three years, first they have three, 700 people. Now it's 35? 3,500 in three years. It all has to do with the intimacy with the Father. The M, if you see the back, it's called Meet Me. Capital M. It's Meet, meet the Father. So it's in, in Chinese translate also means uh, uh, seeking this, the honey. So that's what that is. So you can tell how lively the children draw up the, the picture. It's, it's really, Jesus is really fun. I really appreciate the cultures here. So, and then go with Jesus riding motorcycles. So, and so you can tell that the church that Paul is on the way to, to the pulpit to share the gospel. Very, you know how a, a, a church... It's, it's a father, it's encouraging the father's heart and the grace culture. They, they honor the, the father. They, fa- they honor, they excited, they are really in one tune with the father. So that's how that church is honoring Paul. And um, we've been grateful to have Paul to be there. And, and as he shared the message, really, I'm still. I'm still digest in a big way. So, and that's the same church. So, that church is called 5K, but that church also, the, it, it doesn't, so don't confuse that. Fight means it doesn't sound <laughs> correct. The fight, the fight in Chinese also means, uh, um, what do you call that? Standing for it's kingdom for, for that place. So it's a kingdom for, means fight. So that's what that is. So they also welcome home. So the church itself is about, you can set 3,000 3, seats. It's quite big church. Yeah, and that's a pastor. On the upper left corner is a pastor. Um, that we got connect through him. He's able to connect as many big churches uh, in Taiwan. He's also a father of that church, so very young. And uh, second stop, we also that's that's also the church of that pastor that you saw, Pastor Cho. Um, yeah, that's the biggest church in Taipei. So you can tell on the lower middle middle picture on the left, uh, Chris Volatin is there. So that church is often hosting a conference with Bethel. Um, so they have been inviting Bill Johnson, Chris Volatin, Danny Sells to that church every year, every year, and, and hosting at in a stadium. So. We, I'm praying that uh, 
Pastor Brent can having a can can come with Paul in the future to hosting a fathers conference. You know, it's one thing to share the fathers, but it's not other things to live in a home. That's it's very different atmosphere. So I really appreciate you guys. Um. So, let's see if I have this. So that so we only have seven days when Paul is there. So this is the third churches, uh, also a big church in um, in Taipei, and that church is located at the uh, Broadway. It's like a movie theater street. So, um, and. And has a lot of uh, uh, young t- peoples that hang out on the streets, and that's where the church is at. Even the lower, uh, the middle on the right, that next to Paul is the pastor, very young. And and Paul liked to to just go in the, into the midst of the people and then take a picture from them. Yeah, it's fun. You want to add anything? Okay. And then next up, we went. Uh, we, we, it's a miracle that we've been connected with the uh, the Christian TV broadcasting network. That that Christian network is Chinese, the only Chinese Christian network, so it goes to globally. And it's very popular in even in Taiwan. And you can tell on the lower left corner, Paul is somewhere there, is speaking. So so, yeah, it's on the set. So we're able to be inside and to look into how they made the films, and um, yeah. And then upper left is where he shared about, he was interviewed through the same media about how, how he come about to know God and how he become the father of the place. And then um, the lower right is that uh, is the, uh, the outdoor where the uh, the TV good TV? It's called good TV. Um, you know, it's the the two the couples on the right on the lower right corner. They have been, you know, they've touched. They have been touched deeply by Paul, even though Sarah invited us to meet them in the first place, but they've been sticking around with us many times, many days. <laughs> so the first day, we, I was sitting in front of him, the husband, and he shared, he's a pastor's kid. You know, it's very similar to Paul. So we share a lot of stories. So at the end, I'm able to, I feel there is a need to, to tell him who he is, how, he, how God cherished him. Just about 
just about 20 words or something, his, his teardrops, his, his guards went off. And then he just, all the, you can tell that the heart is so tenderized. I am, even I'm so well. <laughs> it's, it's, I come to a place to realize everybody is going to the tri- daily trip, all of us. And it's where my heart cries, where I met God every day, early morning. His longing to me, it become mine. It become the very desire of my heart's wanting people get connected with the very deep of the Father. And it doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be any kind of a jargons. And doesn't even have to need to have a word. Paul did that. He just went out there without understanding Chinese. He just hugged people. You can, you can tell at the, at the last, last, uh, last picture. And the, the, the picture I want to show you before the 5K church he just went out there hugging, hugging, hugging. And, and, and then so the pastor introduced him. We were late because we were late on the, on the time, message time, because Paul is in cafe hugging people. <laughs> He's hugging, hugging, hugging. And then so the, so the pastor, when he come out, he said, he's still there hugging somewhere else. <laughs> hugging, hugging, hugging, hugging. So, so... Because Heidi Baker was in that church. So the pastor is saying, wow, that's a Heidi Baker in different form right there. So, so he's really encouraged to having him to be in the church to show the fathers. So... Um, yeah. And then, and then last stop, the, we, were, we were invited to the Central University where initially we, we asked Paul to come. The, the Central University professor is uh, Teresa's friends. So we were able to connect it because uh, his friend got deeply trans, transfer, transformed by the, uh, Paul's book. Very much. So he wanted to invite him. So that's a original invitations. Um, as you can tell, Paul is just when we, that class it's it's uh, it's it's arbitrary. We doesn't have to come um, as a, it's it, it it's optional. You don't have to come. So so. So when we invite them to come forward before Paul, they, they don't want they, they feel kind of a, a reserved to coming forth to sit in front. So Paul come to the stage. Paul has just tell them directly, um, if you feel pressure or you feel obligated or if you feel, even if you're sleepy, you're free to leave. 
And then, and then nobody leave. So, so, so end up a lot of people showing up. And he shared a message to, to uh, lift up people's value. Us to know them who they are. So um, a lot of people staying. You know, a lot of people staying just waiting to be hugged. <laughs> just right there. Uh, and, you know, I, I think being a father, especially here, when we hug someone, it, it brings out the love of God, it brings out the value of that person. And when those two connected, the impact is tremendous. And, and me and Paul agree that as what Paul is saying, this is a year where the ripple effect happening. And we can see the ripple effect in a, in a big way. So I really think this is when the value and the love, love of God get connected. It creates a very deep ripple, just like that Samaritan woman's. So, so when they wait and get hugged, oh, they don't want to leave. And they, they, they, they, they wept. And so, so what happened is that lady on the right, she's from China. So she was trying from China alone to be in Taiwan. And you can tell all the people are gone. She's still there. She was in awe by Paul. I believe when we go out there, we, can, we have that kind of... Um, what do you call that uh, personality or uh, that kind of amazement to draw people to God? Anyway, that got she literally got all. Oh, she was the one sitting next. At the only one she's sitting in front of us at the first row, and the waiting to to be known or waiting to be to be belong. And so I tell Teresa, go go to. Go to give him a hug and share the share the love of God, and that's uh, that's what happened. So so at the end uh, we have uh, the after Paul gone. Oh, oh sorry, this is uh, uh, at the, after the university we are able to go to uh, Teresa's hometown. And in there, we have the the host, which is her friends, has already invited all the pastors in her towns to to invite Paul to be there to share the really good news, which a lot of them they they kind of like doubtful. They are they initially when they hear that message, he's going to Teresa saying, "That can't be, it's fake." So Teresa is is is getting uh, frightened a little bit. So, and but but she encouraged them to go back to hear the gospel, the the good news. And so that you can tell that's how you wind up. They, everybody goes thumbs up. So there there is a person in the audience side. Um, after he watched the movie, the the shack. He's, he's 
he's uh, opening up his own pocket to to to the movie theater, to opening the theater to what to to to rent the film, the the shack, and many movies theaters. So Paul was able to meet him and meet them there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, the lady on the left, on the left, um, middle, middle left. She she is a typical person that, in her in Teresa's, um, or dream or vision, that who here the, she is like, um, going to. She's like end of the rope as a being as a Christian walk. She doesn't know how to go forth anymore. She's really tired. So when she, she was standing in the far, taking a picture on the on the upper right. You can sound you can see someone taking a picture. Standing, and uh, when Paul was sharing, he got she got literally touched and she wept right at the. During her sermon, during his sermons, it's like right, right over there. So there's something happening across the board. So right at the end of the message, Paul went to hug her in, deep, in a very deep way. So and then she told us her name is Miracle. So she feel like he's been touched, and he want to do things for God for so long. But he really feel home. So is the the the the pastor Jonathan, Pastor Cho that Sarah introduced us. Uh, all this time, she he has in, invited many foreign pastor, prestige pastor, and um, all talk about the faith movement of faith, but. Pastor Cho come to tell us that he really feel Paul is speaking us that we are able to come home. Home is a place where our foot, our Christian walk can land it on. And uh, so it's, it's a great place that we encounter the Father in a very deep way. So... All the things. Okay. <laughs> no, that's that's good. But I, I think I, I really feel that um everyone us has already had that that touch of intimacy from the Father in any which way you have received connect. And as I was walking out and I come back through this meditate this whole trip I really think there is uh, that intimate connection with the Father. The Father will, will like you to expand that. However and whichever ways it will express that intimacy, it's beyond us. I just bless you to have that wow, wowness, <laughs> to know that Father, not just in love, deeply connect with you, and no matter where you go, you are blessed by the Father arrangement, how 
God touch you through through meeting with others, that in deep way you will know how to speak, how to express, how to even touch the very heart of a man through the Father, as Father's heart seeing us in you. I just bless you with that freedom in Jesus. You want to pray us in Chinese? Would you? Okay, I just asked her if she just do a quick blessing over us in Chinese, okay? All right. Just bless us. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Let's一路哇到底。这一次，这是一个哇的生命旅程。我感谢你，你是信实的神，也谢谢你信任我们，使我们可以啊参与这一切。我们感谢你，也祝福这里的弟兄姐妹经历到你的奇妙可畏。We're um we're a li- just a little over time, but I I wanted to to ask. I know some of you don't notice, and some of you do, but um I wanted to ask. I know we need to get the kids soon, but would you still come up? Oh, okay. So Aletta, come on up here. I wanted to ask Aletta to come up here. So uh, last night, two nights ago, we, we were Suzanne and I were meeting with Joel and Aletta, and and she just started sharing something that was so good, and I felt like it would fit right here as a way to kind of wrap this up and to bless you, um, because I hope you were hearing tonight that you're all you're all missionaries, you're all full time missionaries, whether you know it or not, full time ministers of the gospel, whether you know it or not, you just are. That's what you are as a follower of Christ, and. Um, this is that moment. So go ahead and say what you want to say. <laughs> okay, so um, like Brent was saying, we were meeting with him, and uh, one of the things we were talking about, uh, if anyone's ever talked to Joel, he has this passion for people who are in the body of Christ to be in the different mountains, whether it's media, government, schools, whatever it could be, but for us to be fully alive and um I mean, to be real, there's times when I'm feeling like, God, who have you created me to be? And who am I supposed to be to this world, right? And we get prophetic words, and, you know, some, some of us are sitting in these seats, and we feel um, sometimes hopeless, or like we're not making an impact or a difference. I've, I've been there <laughs> tons of times. And um, as Joel was sharing about, you know, people being in these seven mountains, I had this vision. And this is just really so amazing how Henry and Teresa were up here sharing about Paul Young. Because if anyone's watched the movie, there is that part where there's those blue lights, you know, when he sees his dad. And, um, and then I'm also reminded about that video that Russ showed about a month ago about how um, 
these non-Christians were able to recognize in this Christian man that came as a missionary um, that he had the power of God living inside of him, right? It's like, so some of us, and he was even feeling like he didn't even, he was questioning his salvation if he was even saved. But someone outside of that realm could even recognize that. And it just brings to life that totally greater is he that is in me than he that is of this world. And, you know, just like Pastor Brent said, I love what Levi and Bougie are doing talking about relationship. And even Henry and Teresa, they just wanted to be hugged. People just want to be loved and recognized and feel like they belong. And I started to think about, you know, who God created us to be, right? And in this vision, I see the globe and each one of us in the body of Christ with these blue lights that are um, lighting up inside of us. And uh, if you've ever gone to um, you know, been on a plane and you're watching, looking at one of those magazines that shows like the different um, places that the airplane goes. It has those lines. I felt like we, as the body of Christ, have this light inside of us and it's all connecting us together, just like that picture, right? And so even if we're not doing something like going to Taiwan, going to Uganda, going to Turkey, we can make that impact right where we are, right? Just like Levi said, you know, in your workplace, seeing that homeless person on the side of the road or even just smiling at your server or cashier, you know, ways that you can impact people's lives every single day by just being completely present in who God created you to be. So I just want to bless you guys with that. So Jesus, we just ask that we look at ourselves the way you look at us. You look at us like we are perfect already. And not when we're going to be in heaven with you, but we're already perfect. And we have matured in ourselves. Like Henry said, we have that inside of us. And so let us just continue to be grateful for who you created us to be, but also, Lord, that we can just give that to others, to those that are around us that have no hope, that don't know you. And like Levi said, we don't even have to speak your name, Jesus, but we just have to be present and we just have to love. So let us be that way, Lord. We just thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you you so much. And so I have the authority to say over you what Jesus already says, which is I anoint you as full-time missionaries and as ambassadors of love and full-time ministers of the gospel. Wherever you go, this is the anointing that's on you because Christ is in you.